0: TalkZone.com Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet light-hearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com
1: and welcome to a midweek version of Two Guys and a MikeTalkZone.com. Daniel Sternfield, the young and the restless, joining the coach today on Two Guys and a Mike. Thank you for uh, checking in with us. We do this show one hour once a week, five days a week. Uh, I'm not real good at math, Danny, but I believe that would be a five in total.
2: Right. I think you meant one hour once a day. Okay. Five days a week. What, and what did I say? You said one hour once a week.
1: Ah. That would not be good.
2: Yeah, um, and I'm certainly restless after last night's disappointing four-one Hawks loss.
1: Goodness, four to one Black Hawks lose. We'll talk some NHL hockey. We got NBA playoffs. We got baseball on the dock at the NFL draft. NFL schedules have been released. We got all kinds of political things happening. David Olson, our producer, will give us the latest on what's up on the uh, TV and movie ratings. We got a lot to pack in. In a one-hour show. The young kid, Daniel Sternfield, the coach, that's me. Not so young. Definitely not a kid. 888-463-6748. That is our phone number. And, uh, Danny, you are young and you are still restless. And uh, for all the female listeners out there, single and eligible, we got that confirmed last week. I'm assuming in the last week nothing in your social status changed.
2: Not as far as you know. Nothing in the last. Uh No, Uh nothing's changed in the last. Hey, ho,
1: blue, Uh 42, red, split left.
2: I don't work that quick, but, uh, yeah. certainly, uh, restless with, with just playoff failures everywhere wow. you turn in Chicago. One expected in the uh-huh. Bulls. No one's surprised.
1: Uh, uh failure? Uh, we'll yeah. get to that later. I, I've maybe, been... maybe it's
2: a stretch to call what the Bulls are doing a failure. I'm
1: very pleased with the Bulls playoffs. Okay.
2: And, and we talked about it, a couple nights ago on the phone. They, they were outstanding, uh, in game two, about as good as they can play. On the yes. other side, with the hockey, the Blackhawks, Woo. uh, you know it's it's desperation time as uh, as hockey players like to say we have to play desperate mm-hmm. i don't know why you wouldn't be playing desperate from game 1 of the playoffs but anyway you slice it they're they're down 2-1 and and i'd say that thursday's game in nashville is a must win um the 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 preds just look sharper the passing's more crisp they they look like they have more energy they're faster to the puck they're they're you know their goaltending is better um you know i mean the hawks really don't have an answer right now. I mean, Quinville looks like he's playing with the lines a little bit and, and, the, and the minute amounts, but, uh, you, you gotta find a way to get a win. You know, maybe look at what you did in game two where you, where you shut him out. You gotta find a way to get a win and get this series back even at two, going back to Chicago, making a best of three with two games at the UC.
1: Yeah. Ditto on your thoughts. Ditto and a ditto and a ditto with a exclamation mark after those. And, uh, again, I'm, you know, not a hockey expert that's not my number one sport but watching the game Dan. you know game one they lost and it was uh nashville taking the game to the hawks at the united center but i thought the hawks you know still played you know average anyways okay average their passing was off but boy and i did not see the entire game last night I missed a good part of the first period half of the third period so i watched about half the game uh the entire second period they were brutal I mean, I could not believe they were making just simple mistakes. They couldn't connect on passes. They could not get uh, the puck out of their own zone. I felt like I was watching the Nashville Predator on fast-forward on my machine, and maybe new technology, and I thought I was watching the Chicago Blackhawks on regular speed, or maybe it was Nashville in regular speed and the Blackhawks in slow motion. But clearly, it, it, was, it was so visible Clearly, you had two teams playing at uh, different speed levels.
2: Yeah, I mean, their, their passing, as you mentioned, just wasn't on point. They were no. missing easy passes, you know, as, as they were kind of breaking out and, and making a rush. And unlike a lot of Hawks fans, unlike during the season when a lot of Hawks fans want to put the loss or a loss on goaltending, I don't put this game on Niemi. He no, didn't you know. know. He didn't stop the penalty shot that made it 4-1, but he was getting peppered, and the Hawks got to find a way to score. I mean, they've got... What four goals now in three games or, mm-hmm. or something to that effect?
1: Who That's... was their offensive coach? Is that Rudy Jaramillo? <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean I I don't know if the mustache has got a you know he he's, <laughs> he's,
1: mustache
2: he's got to shake things up. By the way, up. Rudy
1: Jaramillo, for our listeners out there is the sure, new Cubs. brand new batting coach for the Chicago Cubs, who was supposed to turn around our hitting. That hasn't worked. I thought maybe he was consulting the Chicago Blackhawks. Just uh, had to uh,
2: anything at this point because. This is a team that has a ton of offensive weapons, and they're scoring four yeah. goals in three games. Now's not the time you want to be in a slump. Th- this would be, in the truest sense of the word, a word, a failure if mm. they lose this series. It's a little early to talk about them losing this series, but they're down 2-1. The next game's in Nashville. I mean, this would be a, a, a just a disappointment of epic proportions if they were to lose, mm-hmm. you know, th- this series. As now in hockey, yes, can an eight seed lose a beat a one seed? It's not as uncommon as it is in basketball because your star players can't take over,
1: and because a hot goalie can.
2: Right, and and, and in basketball, you could just put the ball in LeBron's hands like he did at the end of game two, and you know he can he can ensure a victory. But th- this would be. Uh, you know, as a two seed with with a fantastic regular season with over a hundred points, this would be just a, a monstrous disappointment if they were to fall in the first round. And I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Quinville would be on the hot seat. I don't. I don't think that would be the case. No. It just people would just, you know, I mean, it would be a long, long summer and, and fall yeah. for hockey fans. Let us in, not
1: to forget to credit Nashville too. They're playing a heck of a game, and their coach, the uh, the Pillsbury Puck Boy, I like that guy. Boy, he sits. A rotund gentleman. He's been there eleven yeah. years.
2: He looks, he looks ornery too.
1: You could line up, uh, you know, two hundred people, and he would be about the two hundredth you'd select as this guy is an NHL hockey coach.
2: Yeah, he right? I, and he looks, he looks just, he looks ornery. Oh boy, he, he, does, he look, not,
1: does not change his expression. they are up four to one. It looks like he just ate a sour lemon.
2: He looks all business. You well, know? He does
1: indeed sips on that water bottle. Actually, he doesn't sip on the water bottle. Chugs out of the water bottle. Maybe. There's more of the water in that water bottle, but this guy's a heck of a coach. The Nashville team playing a great game. And what did you call the hawk coach? You called him the mustache. Yeah,
2: I didn't make that up. I mean, that was so that he was, is known now oh, as yeah. the mustache. He's been known that you know people just, just shorten mm-hmm. up because that it mustache. Is a, it's it a great mustache. It's distinct. It goes you know with Wansteads as great mustaches in Chicago sports yes. fame. Uh, but you know <laughs> you got to give credit to Nashville, but there's no excuse. I mean. Yeah, there's I don't want no, to give them too much credit. There's, there's, this is a number two seed yes. with 104, 107 points. Yep. This is a team that should be in the Stanley Cup, or if it's a yeah. disappointment. Now, you know, I mean, now they're looking at a, you know, staring, you know, up at a two-one deficit. So
1: Blackhawks at times yesterday they looked like a 14-year-old team playing against an 18-year-old team. That that's really the best way to describe it. it, it like just, it was on a different level. I couldn't believe that it was the Chicago Blackhawks team I've seen all year long.
2: It's such a different feeling, uh, you know, that you have versus. You know, how you approach watching and rooting for the Bulls series because there was no expectations. Everyone I heard at most had calves in five. So if, if the Bulls squeak out a game, you know, on their home court, you know, can ride some emotion, everyone's satisfied. They're in the playoffs. It's, they're continuing to kind of progress and, and with Derrick Rose and Noah. But now, you know, on the other side with, with the Blackhawks, this is a team that had expectations very, very high mm-hmm. and rightfully so. They were absolutely dominant in the regular season and now they can't score. So, uh, I, I think it's, it's panic mode. It's desperation time. It's all the cliches you want to trot out. Yeah.
1: I predict, I predict that the, uh, quote unquote, the mustache, one change that you will see a guy that has been inactive the last three games will not only be active, but he will play Adam Birch, who was a spark plug for the Blackhawk, got injured, not happy with not being brought back in the lineup. But uh, as you mentioned, the Hawks had a great season. The mustache didn't want to break things up. I predict Adam Bursch going to get some ice time and maybe uh, get in a fight, maybe fire up his teammates a little bit. A little Adam
2: Birsch yeah, they might they, be with the Hawks need. Anything. I mean, you know, I think they also miss Brian Campbell out with a yep. broken clavicle from that awful hit oh, earlier. Come
1: on, just a clavicle?
2: Yeah, suck don't it we up. Have,
1: we got two clavicles, don't we? Right? Patch David it. Olson, our producer, pointing to his clavicle. Very nicely done, David. Now he's pointing to something else. Stick with the clavicle, please. Uh,
2: yeah, but you might on. have two you may have two, but they're also up by your neck. Eh, so,
1: it's just a clavicle. Snap a fl- it back
2: into place, tape it up and get him out it's there. It's a flesh wound. Anyway, it just <laughs> you know, get get uh you know, i think they miss him and, and where's Marion Hosa with his sixty five million dollar contract? He's yeah. supposed to be a you know a star for this team. What is Steve
1: and, Rosenblum say in the sun t- paging Marion Hosa paging Marion Hoso. Well, Marion Hoso, please report to the Stanley Cup playoff.
2: Yeah, I mean that that's that's a guy that should be, you know, was brought in here to score goals and he's not. And uh mm-hmm. you know, as a result that the Hawks are really suffering offensively and 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 you know, they're a team that has a lot of weapons. It, Taze hasn't been, you know, hasn't really been active this series. Um you know, Kopetsky had the only goal last yesterday and he had three shots on goal. He was the star of the game, you know. Uh you know, and and, and Kane has been you know, has been okay, but these guys, you know, they're supposed to be carrying the team. Mm-hmm. You know, the captain, Jonathan Taves, and and Kane are the stars of the future, and they're the stars of the present. So it, it's it's now or never. I mean, I, I would say that Thursday's game four is is, must, or never. is is must is is
1: must win. By the way, the uh, goalie. Sorry for that. Uh, I couldn't resist interlude. Uh, <laughs> yes, for that uh, very poor interlude. The goalie. It's a battle of the Finnish goaltenders. For the Nashville Predators, uh, again, I agree with you. Ante Niemi has been uh, he has been okay. He's been okay. He's yeah. made some nice his, saves. His, his, he has not been the problem. But Pekka Rene, what's his name?
2: Yeah, Rene. Or, Pekka is, Rene. His, his, fin- his Finnish counterpart
1: has Awfully been
2: uh, outstanding.
1: Yep. He's made some spectacular saves. The save he made in Game 2, second period, on our guy Marian Hossa, that was one of the finest saves I can say that I – I don't think I'm exaggerating that one of the finest saves I've ever seen in hockey, when he was on the left side of the net. Slid over to Hossa, Hossa shoots, and he just dove to the right-hand side, made a glove save, and the cameras caught the great expression of Marion Hossa with his arms up, but he just rolled his eyes upward like that. If the Hawks lose the series, that play and that expression... Will be, I think, symbolic of the entire series. Yeah,
2: they're missing some chances like that. Uh, you know, last night a couple, you know, kind of open nets for a second. They're just not, they're not finishing those chances mm-hmm. because. Yeah, there was and,
1: one play. Was it Versteeg? Was, uh, you know, sliding in. He had a guy on his left, and he was going to pass it to the left. The defender stayed home, and it was like Versteeg was so ratcheted into what he was going to do that it turned out he had like an open 12, 15 foot shot, and he ends up passing it. And the announcer, Steve Conrad, the color guy. Pointed it out. We're just an example of how the Blackhawks are off in their normally very good offensive game. You know, Danny, from playing sports, you take what the defense gives you, right?
2: Yeah, but and the Hawks have talked about being patient, but they've also talked now that the time is over to be patient. Shoot the puck. You have to. You have to be more aggressive. You have to kind of. You know. You have to be on the offensive more, and not Mm -hmm. not let this team you know you can try to figure them out or let this team you know kind of fade in in their energy cuz the Hawks are getting beaten in every in every way energy uh passing you know um you know just kind of moving the puck and getting scoring chances and, and they don't have time to wait until they can play their game you know they don't have time it's not like you know it's not like basketball you can't let the game come to you Any more, at least. You can't. I mean, you gotta you got to get on the board early on Thursday. Only
1: uh, one day off, they get to come back on Thursday. That's good. After playing a buster like that, you want to come back right away and play. Uh, Hockey fans out there, we'll get to NBA. It's a Major League Baseball, too. But if you're a hockey fan, any of the playoff matchups we hear coming out of the city of Chicago, kind of uh, concentrating on the beloved Blackhawk. But any hockey talk, we're right here for you. Danny Sternfield and the coach, John Cohn, a couple of guys who've played absolutely no hockey in our lives. But we play uh, experts here for um, 56 minutes each and every day. 888-463-6748, our phone number again, 888 You can email us at mike 2 aol.com That's M-I-C and the number two, Mike2GuysAOL.com. Joel Keenville, the mustache. And as you were breaking down Blackhawk hockey, I was totally discombobulated or lack of concentration. I kept going back to the mustache. You've never heard that? No, I've heard the nickname. I think a little bit. Yeah. But I'm just uh, I'm taking it a little bit more epitheric because Q is calling him Q is fairly unoriginal. Yeah, but I'm taking I'm I'm expanding my mustache thought processes, and I'm wondering, David Olson, see if you're with me here. Does the mustache? Is it a window <laughs> or an indicator into the personality of the person? You had mentioned Dave Wansted, Pushy, disheveled. Uncombed mustache.
2: Little, little bitter, angry.
1: Unorganized, disheveled, nice guy, but unorganized, disheveled coach. If you ever see Dave Wanstead in a close game, the mustache indicating the person. Michael Ditka. Short, tightly cut, almost dictatorial, if you will. Mustache. No frills. Very strict. Mike Ditka, the coach. Joe Kinville, the mustache. A little bit broader, but very well cut, very well centered, very, you know, Joel Keenville's a businesslike, no-nonsense guy. So I ask you the big question today, Danny Sternfield. You, with a little bit of a um, yeah, morning-after mustache. I, I, yeah, I hardly a man, a uh, you know, Danny Sternfield, a man who in his mid-30s questioning his own sexuality, the mustache is sort of in, sort of out. Does the mustache indicate into the personality of the person that is the question for the day?
2: Perhaps it means you're, you're, I mean, all those guys you mentioned are very serious. Another great mustache, Sarah <laughs> Feinstein from my graduating high school class. Fantastic mustache, but, but yet, yet, strangely, you know, was as chipper as can be
1: uh-huh.
0: and
2: very upbeat. No, I'm, I'm only kidding. Uh, it
1: was it a little rough kissing, five o'clock shadow? How was it? I,
2: I, I wouldn't know. I, I made I hope that that's up. That's not
1: a real name, by the way. No, hope. it's oh.
2: not a real name. I made sure okay. to. Because
1: yeah. even if there was a Sarah Feinstein, please, we don't want to. Uh, and and, and
2: we, we, I'm sure it's gone now with yeah. the advancements in hair removal and all, yeah. and those things, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, I'm a long maybe, time maybe fan we, of
1: hair removal. We need a hair removal sponsor on this show, quite frankly. That would, I think, add to the... Uh, there's no reason one of the many Chicago hair removal specialists should not be advertising on this show.
2: Yeah, right. if if you think listeners would be receptive yeah, to... Look at my forehead. Yeah, well, I think we're talking about voluntary hair, <laughs> hair removal. Uh, maybe it means you're serious. It's the, all the all the guys you mentioned... <laughs> Wanstad, Ditka, yes, uh, Coach, Coach Q, all very, very serious. It's true, they're, they're, they're just they're 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 just serious guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they're and they're no nonsense. So all maybe
1: right. that, David Olstad, our TV and movie uh, critic,er is there a com- give me a comedian? Maybe Danny's on to something. Is there a comedian with a good mustache?
2: I don't know about comedians, but there's some actors with with.
1: I'm talking. You had mentioned lack of humor. Do people with good sense of humor that take life nice and light and easy do they not have mustache? I can't think of a comedian with a mustache.
0: Richard Pryor had a pretty good
1: oh, mustache. That's true, he did. Richard Pryor might have he great comedian, but he also had in a fact, side. In fact,
2: in, in fact, I remember he looked strange without it. That's yeah. when you know the mustache is part is <laughs> yes.
1: part of the person. When when he doesn't have it, they look they look odd. <laughs> he might have been born with a mustache. His mom might have been Sarah Feinstein. Who knows? Perhaps. All right. But outside of him, I really can't think of anybody. See I think we're on to something.
2: Any comedians, I could think of some actors. Uh,
1: well, I'm trying to jump on your th- – I'm trying to boost you up. You had brought up the fact that these guys are all serious guys. So maybe
0: I, – I, I actually just thought of one. Uh, and I apologize if I get the uh, last name wrong, but uh, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, God, God bless uh, you. Who?
2: Yeah, the guy from The Hangover. I'm not a fan of his. I know you're talking about that. he's a heavy He's set. actually
0: he's actually a very very funny stand-up comic.
2: I haven't seen him in stand-up. I just know in in, in the in The Hangover, I, everyone thought he stole that movie. I didn't, I didn't I didn't think he was that funny. Which, who he, was he? He's a, is he
1: one of the guys? He's made, the
2: guy that was wearing the baby. Was it the baby Bjorn in front of him and carrying around the baby? He, he was the fat guy with the beard. He's, okay. Yeah, he's a heavy set guy. I feel like okay. his comedy in that movie was just Chris Farley, hey, watch a fat guy roll around and, and let's mm-hmm. and let's laugh, you know, because that, that to a lot of people is, is funny. But he does have a mustache along with a very, very grizzly beard. His entire face is covered <laughs> uh you know, with the beard. So All right,
1: very good. So we have Zach kind of laugh a lot. Whatever his name is. All right. Now that we've uh, analyzed thoroughly the mustache in the world and uh, any other NHL thoughts, Dave, we got NBA to get to and Major League Baseball. At least one of our Chicago teams won yesterday. That's a change of pace. But uh, any other hockey thoughts before we move on? The young and the restless, Danny Sternfield.
2: Parody. There's a lot of parody. you're, You're seeing a lot of lower seeds leading leading series. You're seeing some lower seeds put a scare into the top seed, you know, like like Washington was scared a little bit, I think, by Ottawa. And Pittsburgh 2 losing game one, but you're seeing a lot of, some lower seeds are actually, the Devils are on the ropes now. Um, you know, so some lo- lower seeds are making wave and, and taking, uh, you know, taking control of these series. So you're going to see, it looks like you might see some upsets, or at least statistically upsets
1: based on the seeding. Red Wings won yesterday. They're playing They're- the Coyotes. Everybody thought the Red Wings. We're gonna get it. Well, they got hot at the regular season. We're gonna be the maybe the team to the beat. Sleeper. but Phoenix, Phoenix has been taking the match yeah, That's a though.
2: four five, but that's a four five. So yep. on paper it's even. But you're right. A lot of people thought the Red Wings were kind of the sleeper in the West, even mm-hmm. though you know they they had a lot of injuries this year. So they rolled in with with an average seat for them at least at the four five, and a, and and they're they're two all going back to Phoenix in their series.
1: Mm-hmm. By the but, way, webcast fans, as we head to a break, Danny Sternfield going with the Nesquik. Strawberry milk. Very nutritious. Very nutritious. Get you going in the morning.
2: Much better than than coffee. I am going with
1: the nice, visible, half eaten apple. Yeah. And uh, yes, coffee. Not a coffee.
2: This is, no, not a coffee. Never had a cup of coffee in my life.
1: Now that the tea party people are out there, I'm even prouder to drink my uh, coffee black, by the way. No sugar, no cream. Never have, never will.
2: And with the cows, I'm even prouder to drink my strawberry milk.
1: I like my politicians like I like my coffee. Black, straight up.
2: There you go. <laughs> I think that's from airplane.
1: All right. We'll take a quick break. NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball on the dock, and more weird things to come. D. Sternfield and the coach with you on the TalkZone.com. Don't go anywhere.
2: are open for your calls on Two Guys in a Mic. Call eight 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 Go for It. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone.
1: All right, we are back on the Two Guys in a Mic show. Thank you so much for joining us midweek Wednesday, a hump day, if you will. I had never heard of what's it called, Hemp Day, April twentieth. Joel informed me David Olson was aware of it. My son Kevin. Who's in high school came back and, and informed me that I guess
2: that can't be when good. there's
1: yeah that can't be good that can't be good no 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 it's fine <laughs> everything's cool I, apparently 420 April yeah. 20th or, or the number 420 is what police used to report a drug bust no I no don't, no no I don't no, think no, it, no. it was
2: there's there's varying stories about how 420 became what it is today they, I think they trace it to some UCLA students in in the in the 70s, uh, used to nope. every day at 4:20 p.m. Okay. would kind of congregate
0: in the quad or something. Mm-hmm. So, you no, know, what I heard it, it it was California and it was a high school, and 4:20 is when detention had let out, <laughs> and then they'd go. i go out back and smoke pot after Re- after detention. After nice detention, to see these yeah. young men
1: have learned their lesson.
2: And it, and it's kind of evolved into not only those people in that world acknowledge 4:20 the every day. Every day, I mean, if you know, every day at four twenty p.m., okay. it's kind of a, a a moment for them. But also, it's become the actual April twentieth is then you can imagine right. the you know where that place See, is. See,
1: up until yesterday, I was completely unaware of the whole thing. My son said, in addition, the police use it as jargon for a drug bust or drug arrest at four twenty. Uh, I, I didn't know, know. That. that, but that. that but his true. words were yesterday in high school. <laughs> he said he's never seen so many people baked in his life walk in yeah. the halls of high school. I, I'm hoping he was over-exaggerating.
2: I, I, I may be exaggerating, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, it's it, it's it's pretty common amongst okay. young just knowing. And that day is 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 an enormous. Four twenty. April twentieth.
1: Okay. All right. I hope you and your family celebrated well, Danley. Today's is Hemp Day. Yesterday was Hemp Day. Let's move on to the next topic at hand, the NBA playoffs. Our Chicago Bulls down 2-0 to the Cavaliers. Real quick before we get to uh, the Bulls, I know you got some thoughts on them. Other series is going on. Phoenix evened up their matchup with Portland, 119-90. Uh, Portland stole an early game in there. The Atlanta Hawks beat the Milwaukee Bucks 96-86. They're up two. Future Bull Joe Johnson with 27 points. In my surprise pick for the playoff, everybody forgot about the Celtics. And I, I had a few, and after watching Boston play, I think this team is not done yet without Kevin Garnett. They uh, absolutely blow out the Miami Heat, pretty good Miami Heat team, 106-77 to 77 With, without KG.
2: Yeah, without Garnett. That's they were pretty impressive. 30 at the end of that game, and I was amazed to see Dwayne Wade still in the game,
1: mm-hmm. especially
2: considering how chippy game one was. Do you think sp- the Celtics
1: are similar to you watch the Cavaliers? They're worse in my opinion when Shaquille O'Neal's in the game. Have the Celtics got to the point now where Kevin Garnett actually slows him down? No, just because defensively he's such a
2: force. Whereas, Still? Yeah, he's just, and he's so active and, he, and rebounding the ball and, and getting out and contesting, you know, players, you know, on the perimeter or, or at least away from the paint. Whereas Shaq, I mean, I think you and I agree, just takes up space. He just clogs things up. He he's not a guy that can run kind of a, a you know a, a precise pick and roll. He's not 23. He's 35. You know, and and carrying 320 pounds and a bad foot and a bad knee. So no, I th- I think uh, I I was impressed what they did without Garnett. But I think he's important to that team if they want to make a run. Mm-hmm. Although I I still think Orlando and Cleveland are better teams than them, and and, and would prevail in a seven game series. But 37 uh, year old Grant Hill comes out with 20 points last night. I, I noticed that. That's that's impressive for a guy that a lot of people wrote off. You know, mm-hmm. Nash did what Nash does with I think 16 points, 13 assists. Yeah, or, and Jason
1: or, uh, Richardson, 29 points. He lit it up for the Phoenix Suns too. Uh, he's so.
2: what put the game away with his three-point shooting. Yep. he opened it up, and Portland never really had a chance. And I think Portland, you know, as many teams are, they're just happy to get one on the road. And uh, you know, Thursday night's big for the Blackhawks and for the Bulls. Another mm-hmm. another huge game. Uh, every game's big in the playoffs. And uh, the expectations certainly are the same, but Game 3 in Chicago, Bulls down 2-0, coming back home, hoping to kind of, you know, maybe get Game 3 on, on emotion. Uh, you know, the more I watch him, and, and we talk about it all the time, and, and I, I wasn't bothered at all about his comments about about the city of Cleveland. I just love Noah. You know, he he came out, he made his opinion felt, he wasn't doing it... I mean, I guess it's malicious in that he was kind of, you know, putting down the city, but... But he came out and what do you, you know, and he was booed. What do you, what do you do to back it up? 29 and 14. 25. 25 and 15 or something. I mean, 25 and 13. I mean, if you're going to talk like that, yeah. you know, and back it up like that, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You be my guest, you know, say anything you want because it obviously motivates him. Yeah. It obviously motivates him. He got booed every time he touches the ball. He's the villain in this series, but that, that's kind of secondary. What, what's important is trying to get a win. I, do, do you think they can, you know, I think just, if you can play the Cavs even through three quarters on the road, I think, I'd like to think you have a chance to kind of keep it, you know, keep it that close, maybe mid to late fourth quarter. And then, you know, I don't want to say put our best player against your best player because we mm-hmm. saw who, you know, how, what their best player does. But I mean, you know, at least get the ball in Rose's hands at the end of the game and, you know, have him do what he does. I'd like to think they could steal one, steal one of the two you know, at home on emotion, just on the home court Mm emotion, and take this series back to Cleveland.
1: Yeah, I think they can. Obviously, uh, we don't know. They can get swept out, too. But can they win a game or two? Can they win the series? It's possible, but they definitely can win a game or two. And that's why when you kind of started off with a a, a negative comment on the Bulls, and I think you retracted a little bit. It's an easy trap to fall into. You know, I understand we're behind 2-0. And there's a lot of sports talk, and a lot of uh, people out there that hey, it's about winning and losing. It's professional sports, and the only thing that matters is the W. You're in the end, you're right, and you don't want to be satisfied with being there's down There's Something to be
2: said about development and experience in the playoffs.
1: They and... took the game to the Cavaliers, Danny. They silenced that Cleveland Cavalier crowd. The young Chicago Bull team came of age. Yet another step, I thought, in Game 2, when it looked like they were going to fold, they took the game to the Cavaliers and only some just unbelievable shooting. By LeBron. By LeBron James changed that game. I, you know, Lou Aldang, I like his comments. Some people will criticize for him. You know, everybody's talking about negative, you know, Lou, do you think you still got a chance to win the game? Lou Aldang says, to be honest, we're happy with the way we play. How about that? A pro athlete. They're down two games to zero in the series, to be honest. We're pretty happy with they, the way they played. They
2: played as good a game as I've seen them play, yes. maybe all year. Yes, I mean every guy was doing. Maybe, Heinrich could have had a better game, but Dang had 20, I think. Rose had in the 20s. Noah had in the. I mean, you had three, you know, you you had Flip Moving Murray. The ball. Flip Murray contributing. They just you know. I mean, did they get stops at the end? No, but like you said, what are you going to do when a guy hits a fadeaway, yeah. straddling the three-point line with two guys draped on yeah. him, and he happens to be one of the greatest players of all time? Mm-hmm. So you're 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 just I mean, what can you do? You you gotta mm-hmm. you don't let him go to the basket, you don't let him get fouled, you know, and 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 you make you know you make him take a lower percentage shot for him, and he made it. He got you know I felt like I was kind of watching Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan when I was watching LeBron because. He just, the more and more the shots became more and more difficult, he would continue to make them, and it would just, everything would, you know, he was glaring at the Bulls bench, and... There was some talk about maybe the Bulls were were talking trash yeah. to him. Yeah. I don't know if the Bulls were. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, you know, to LeBron James. Yeah, he makes a
1: basket and he looks over to the Bulls bench for approval or disapproval. Easy, LeBron.
2: Right. I mean, take it easy, big boy. They're, they're an eight seed. You yeah. know, at forty one and yeah. forty one, and yeah. and and you haven't won anything to... yet in your six years.
1: By the <laughs> way, the Vinny Del Negro criticizers. Here's what Lou Aldang said was their strategy for the game. And as a basketball aficionado, I think Vinny Del Negro's game plan was right on. Limit turnovers win the rebounding battle, win the hustle battles, and make LeBron James work defensively and do everything himself offensively. In other words, try to make the rest of the players stand around. That's exactly, that's exactly the way to pull off an upset and beat the Cavaliers. Vinny Del Negro, the coach that everybody once fired. That's a perfect game plan. And, and you know what? Let LeBron shoot those shots again, and they were contested. Absolutely. It wasn't like they, they, they backed drape- off him. They
2: were draped all over him in that James stretch. Johnson
1: was getting some flack. James Johnson, the black belt karate guy whose basketball skills are not particularly great, but his black belt karate skills are very, very good. He defended him off the bench, got right in LeBron's face. He fouled
2: him once, and then he was taken out, and then Dang was put in when Dang got hurt. Yeah. He fou- he came in, he made we committed one foul, but... Listen, they 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 were they were contesting those shots yes. that LeBron had. They were they were all over him. They they weren't easy looks for him at all. But what are you gonna do? You're 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 facing one of the greatest players of all time. So and when it's all said and done, maybe the greatest player of all time, I don't think there's a lot of shame that you should feel for losing the game. They were in that game, they took the game to the Cavaliers, like you said, and you know, they they they're they're coming back home. I don't want to say confident or, or I don't you know but I don't want to, but maybe encouraged by the way they played in game 2. Mm-hmm. I agree they played well in 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 game 2. They played very well. The, you know, they were in that game they they were they were making LeBron play defense which I feel like he doesn't wanna stress during his game. He wants to spend his energy on offense. He doesn't want to be committed too much to defense because it takes away from his offensive game. So, you know, can they win this series? Highly unlikely. But can they steal one mm-hmm. at home and take it back to Cleveland? I'd like to think so. I I think a sweep would be disappointing. I think the Bulls are good enough to to, to eke out one game. But if they're going to do it, they're probably going to do it at home.
1: All right. You want to talk some NBA playoffs? Danny Sternfield, longtime NBA guy in the house, 888-463-6748. By the way, Danny, uh, does possess a a pretty good jump shot from the 14- to 18-foot range. I don't know if you – from distance, are you okay? Yeah,
2: no. Distance is better. Better? From long range.
1: All right. So Danny could play the game – Definitely an Ole guy on defense, but when we talk the offensive side of the basketball, Danny Sternfield can play the game. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. You gave me a look there, not an OLA defensive guy. No, no, no. That that
2: that was. I'm just wondering okay. how you knew that. Okay. That's that, that's pretty. Well, sp- you
1: play men's rec basketball. That's probably true of ninety three percent of the people that play.
2: Yeah, and then and then there's the guys that that go the other way, way the other way, and treat it like it's game seven. Yes. They treat it like it's game <laughs> seven, and they're and they're on, you know, and, and you got to stop and you know and say. I don't yeah. want to go to work tomorrow, yes. you know, with a cast. Right. Cause I, I just, cause I'm not getting paid to play, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. but, you know, so. Those
1: people have issues. Now, your generation a little bit different than my generation. I'm going to fire on the young kids today and their basketball free playability. I'm not sure in your group, but when we play, well, we would just play a pickup game of basketball or even in a men's rec league where you don't actually have plays, a, a lot of us would screen, set screens. Not just for the ball, but we would screen to get oh, a teammate see, you open. you see
2: that a lot. It That's was...
1: part of the game. But the young kids today, I'm glad to see your generation does that. The young kids today. The guys that uh, came to high school half-baked, apparently. You watch them play pickup basketball, they'll set ball screen. But you will never, you will never see anybody screen off the ball to get a teammate open. That kind of unselfishness and blue-collar work, I think is lost. On the basketball court. no, you'll see that a little bit.
2: You won't see a full blown. Not mo- with
1: the youngsters. You won't
2: see a full blown motion offense.
1: I'm talking pickup yeah, basketball. I know what you mean like
2: setting a down screen to a guy on the block or a cross screen? Basic at, move at the baseline. Yeah, you you won't see a lot of that, but you know, with maybe younger kids. But when I play, you do that because that's you know our our fun. skills are limited and we're not playing we're playing below the rim <laughs> so our satisfaction out of a give and go or a or a pick and roll and a layup is equivalent you know that's as close to we're getting as a mm-hmm. as a that's a strong take you know to the to the <laughs> basket because so yeah. you have to you know take take victories in the in the simple kind of pleasures like that when you're playing mm-hmm. at our level
1: all right you want to talk some nba playoffs folks so 888-463-6748, any of the matchups going on now, of course we here in Chicago concentrating on our beloved Bull, but uh, any of the games, triple eight four six three six seven four eight. there's some good matchups, and Danny, NBA basketball is criticized at times, and I'm one of the ones to do it, I don't watch it, I don't watch hardly any of it during the regular season, unless it's the Bulls, quite frankly. I'd rather watch college or high school, but come NBA playoff time, it's pretty good stuff.
2: I I I go completely the other way, completely the other way in terms of my viewing preferences. I'd rather watch the NBA versus college. I do like watching high school, but there's just not a lot. Regular season, absolutely regular season. And the reason I sum it up is on a Saturday afternoon, really because I think of Purdue waking up. I've woke up in too many Saturdays to watch Purdue and Ohio State duke it out, duke it out to 52-50 in overtime. Yeah. Great games. I don't want to see that. I'd rather see Phoenix and Golden State ah. play in the 120s. I don't want to see Ball State, at, you know, or or, or Northwestern and, and, you know, and Iowa play a 57-55 thriller in Evanston. No, oh, I, yeah. I think it's much more fun. I want to see the best basketball players in the world. Mm-hmm. And those are in the Olympics and in, in the NBA.
1: Uh, Division one college basketball players are pretty elite players and uh, a good close game with some defense in there. Nothing wrong with that at all. Fair two enough. Different, two different sides of the stuff. Yeah. All right. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Game three coming up tomorrow. So for the Chicago fans, uh, playoff wise, Danny, we have a rare day off tonight.
2: But and then a but a doubleheader tomorrow. Ooh,
1: that's trouble. What are you going to do now? Because they're both out at the same time.
2: I'll go probably chaper, go I'll probably watch the Bulls. I keep one up on Game on on Game on the computer, so I'm just kind of not watching it on the computer, but it's giving you you know every 30 seconds updated. Mm-hmm. So I the, the I'll watch the Bulls just because I know that with the Blackhawks, I mean you could catch the highlights easier, all the highlights. I mean if the Blackhawks win three to one, mm-hmm. it's not hard for me to see the four goals scored. Whereas the Bulls, I you know I want to catch more of the game because there's obviously a lot more scoring. So I'll have the Blackhawks on and I'll have, I'll probably, you know, ESPN. I mean, I'll have the Bulls on all dot com up mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, clicking me scores.
1: Whatever happened to the, uh, Dave Olson, our TV technologist here? It was real big for a while and then people don't talk about it anymore. Tomorrow in Chicago will be a perfect day to do it, but, uh, the pip, the picture in picture. Is that technology still there where you can actually watch a game and then have another game?
0: It, yeah, it's still there. It's still there. Believe it or not, most new TVs don't even offer that because That's... the uh, DVR has kind of grown and rendered that kind of meaningless. You right. Know? See, but, but you know, I, well, I don't a know lot if of people, people are going to have time the DVR, you know, watch a Bulls game and then. Well, most most TVs they've got the, uh, the with the uh, satellite dishes. I know. That have got the TiVo's built in. You've got two receivers, so what you can do now is you can flip back and forth, pause the game, switch to the other yeah. channel, switch back, and yep. then start the
2: game. Or well, a lot of people I know have, uh, have two TVs, mm-hmm. not two you know enormous ones, but they have a little smaller TV, especially people who just like watching sports. They keep one on mute, and you know, and, and then put the sound, Interesting. Uh, Interesting. you know, the sound right. up on the other.
1: My picture-in-picture picture never worked quite well for some reason. The small little thing. Would always come up to the adult Cinemax station.
2: Hmm. My, that was that, that was, for me. I strangely was always on the large one. Really? Yeah, that was That's on the large. That's even
1: more distracting. Well, d- d- be depending on Cinemax. how you look at it.
2: <laughs> huh? Depending on how you look at it. To me, the game, the, the game in the little corner, okay. the Sox game in the corner, was so, a little yeah. bit distracting.
1: <laughs> so you're watching the Blackhawks and you got the and uh, trying to follow a plot, <laughs> you know, in, in
2: on the you know on bikini babes four, you know, on, on, the, on the bigger, very
1: very, very know, difficult.
2: Um, So now, now with the computer, I feel like that's also rendered it a little bit, uh, less effective. I mean, everyone has their computer on Mm -hmm. at home and they've got their computer, they've got their laptop up Mm -hmm. and running. You can literally watch the games on computer. You can watch the, the actual, like you did with the NCAA tournament, or at the very least, you can follow it every 20 seconds on Gamecast Mm -hmm. where, you know, in baseball, I mean, they're giving you pitch by pitch what's happening. So you're really not missing any of the action. You're just, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, 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 whether you're watching it or you're, uh, listening to it. I, I enjoy listening to games on the radio. I know a lot of people don't, but I'll, you know, when a friend makes fun of me, you know, I, I listen to Bulls games on the radio. If I'm driving around, I, I'm, I'm not, don't feel like I'm missing anything if I'm listening to, on the radio.
1: Yeah, I'm actually with you. It's a lost art. It's a lost art, but uh, it's not bad. Baseball is the same way. Or if you get a good football announcer, you know what? You could pretty much, yeah. pretty much get the, um, if not the complete feel of the game, a pretty good feel for the game, and sometimes it's, we're so used to the visual; it's nice to check in with one of our other senses.
2: I never do it, but a lot of people you'll see at the baseball game. I think Bartman might have been guilty of this when he was watching that Cubs game at the game with with yeah. with the with the WGN. Yeah, I don't do it either. I don't oh. do it either. But I I see where they're coming from. They mm-hmm. want to, you know, they want to they want to follow the game with some commentary, you know and.
0: I just yeah, see, don't know there's me, that
2: delay there's that delay too like a lot of people will say well why don't you turn down the radio and turn turn down the TV volume and turn off mm-hmm. the radio cuz there's a delay on radio and TV and I don't want I don't want to be bothered by the delay
1: it's just to, to me the beauty of going to a game live most of us don't get to go very often maybe once twice three times a year it's a special moment you get out of the house and you get to enjoy fresh air you're around people you get to see a game live if you're listening Or, you know, you're on your BlackBerry you're watching the game on the video, catching the replays on the video, or looking up at the big scoreboard, which is showing replays and showing all kinds of visual. You watch people at the games now when there's a nice scoreboard? Half the time they're watching the scoreboard instead of the game. They're, in fact, watching, they're they're getting into their TV habits while they're live at the game.
2: Literal scoreboard watching.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: well, not now I mean, and when when people are at the game, I mean, almost so many people have mobile devices that that give right. them internet on on their uh, you know on their phone, so they're oh. able to follow each and every game that's mm-hmm. going on around the league and, right, see, now, what, and see. What
1: player we watching? You were distracted. Is this from yesterday?
2: Hey, I, we're we're seeing a, a guy jump over the catcher as he's approaching oh, home plate and and touch home plate and be called safe. Right. And the, the other manager is irate. I, I don't know if that violates any. Any rule? He's uh, he's from the Fordham. Doesn't
1: violate any rule. You're allowed to leap over the catcher.
2: I think so too. Absolutely. He's on the Fordham baseball team.
1: I thought we were watching like old-fashioned baseball. That was a great play. So it's on ESPN and it's, uh, it's
2: on it's on First Take on ESPN too. And I think he's coming around from first in a college baseball game. And he, and he's he approaches gonna be, the catcher and he and he just takes a two-footed jump right over the.
1: The catcher the, had the ball. He's going to be clearly out.
2: Yeah, and he and he caught the home plate on the way down.
1: Guy's got good elevation.
2: Yeah, see, now the other... (laughs) And now, of course, they're interviewing him for 15 minutes. Well, I hope your
1: comments about watching on the Internet becoming more and more common because um, our show...
2: Webcast, Our show is
1: counting on uh, the Internet becoming more of a factor here. We're not doing the radio program as we used to do, Dan. We're now doing the Internet show. So I do hope that the uh, webcast and the Internet, as you have predicted, will become a bigger thing.
2: Yeah, there's going to be Internet in in cars soon, you know, in a couple years where you're just going to be able to listen to... Radio through the internet mm-hmm. in your car and and things like well, that. Well, pretty
1: soon will not the internet and the TV at home and the computer at home in the not too distant future will it not all become one
2: one device. I would not so. be surprised. Right. Well, you just you go out and you buy something yeah. that uh, you know you you buy a screen mm-hmm. and then that screen is used to as your computer yeah. you know for your internet for your TV. So
1: we could check our uh, AOL messages or whatever. You could check your email uh, messages on a right, giant uh, screen. And may maybe in, in the
2: corner, in the corner of you your. Can, TV. You could start
0: doing that now. Wow. they the newer TVs. Is it in three D yet? The newer TVs that are going to be coming out are going to you'll be able to browse.
1: Can we do three? Can I s- check my mail on three D?
0: Uh, possibly. That, that's probably coming.
1: <laughs> I have a very lonely life, David. These are the things I look forward to.
0: But yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's where they're going with the TV. Is where okay. your where your television screen and your you uh, PC are basically one and the same. Okay.
1: And then kids won't have to go to school because why waste money on transportation? Right. Sure. Right. They'll be able to stay home. You'll have your virtual teacher teaching them. And so, I mean, look, look at the
2: popularity of online college, colleges. You yes. know, University of Phoenix, I mean, yeah. they're, they're promoting, you know, take the classes from your own home, work at your own pace. And they're, you know, the teacher's up on the screen giving a lecture, either, either audio or, or a box with him in it, you know, showing a video. And you're right. Maybe we'll get to a point where why go to school? just put you put you in a room log on at 8:30 a.m. log yeah. off at 3:30 yeah. and you know have a nice day at school. Yeah,
1: basketball practice starts at 3:45. Be there on time. Or 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 why even
2: you know maybe the basketball practice becomes something you do over the over the internet where you're actually just <laughs> kind of directing your virtual yeah. self.
1: The only negative thing with that you'd lose recess. And as a grade school kid, Danny, recess that that would be tough to cut. You can't have virtual recess. You got to no. get out to the playground, you got to Get out there with the kickball, the caps, of the the whatever Absolutely. So, if if, there, if for no other reason, we need to show up to school. We got to have lunchtime and recess. Two very important and, and gym, components.
2: And and P, PE is. I I feel like that's important for a, even a more serious reason. If you take mm-hmm. away PE from from school, you know, which some, which I don't know if the public schools were thinking about taking away, or they were thinking about bringing PE not down from every day, from five days a week.
1: Well, what so like, is now? What? In the Chicago public schools. Is its is it five days a week? Is it, it, it is. Illinois has a state law. I don't know about other states. Illinois has a state law that you must have physical education each and every day. In the Chicago public schools, I don't know how they get around it or if it's just not in The kids in the Chicago public schools have P.E. once a week. Oh, See, so that's what it
2: was. That, that to me is, I mean, terrible. That, that's unacceptable. Unacceptable. I mean, and then combine that with what they eat in the cafeteria, which is usually, like, you know tacos or
1: something And yeah, they're I mean, getting better on that. School nutrition it's not great but it is improving. But once Michelle once, Obama leading the way. Once a week physical education I mean that's
2: that, that I don't know. I you would think you would mm-hmm. think that would fly but apparently it was yeah. a it was a probably a budget issue, right? Why
1: is you you called it gym class earlier, you know whenever there's a budget issue it's the Gym class or P.E. that gets a pushback or the arts or the crafts or the uh, music. It's always no. a non-
2: non-academic.
1: Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, less cut, science. Cut back math. Less, absolutely. Right. Enough with the math already. I mean, a couple okay days if they, a week if, of math.
2: If, if they, yeah, if they don't learn to read until they're in high school. No,
1: but, reading's important.
2: <laughs> it's fundamental. Huh? It's fundamental. Yeah, writing's
1: important, but a little less science, a little less math. We could live with that. Our kids need to be ex- exercising each and every day, and I only say that uh, with tongue mildly. Implanted in shaking. I'm you, serious. You, you could about
2: have that. science one day a week and the other four days can be spent looking for meteors. That guy pulled his kid out of school in northern, in northern Illinois to, to find, to, he pulled his kid out of school and he okay. was criticized a little bit to find the meteorites. For how long? It's for like a day. You know about this meteorite oh, okay. that came down? No.
1: You didn't hear about this? No. I'm sure, I'm sure you, I'm sure you did. The, I've been too worried about the volcanic ash in Iceland, to worry about meteorites.
0: Yeah, there was there was uh, a meteor broke up over the area. It was last week. It was like last There was video of, of it. It was
2: an actual like meteor, a huge ball Good. of light. So this guy took his kid out of school Good. to go look Good. For, uh, in in Lake Forest for pieces and they found Nothing one wrong with that. and they donate to the field museum and it's magnetic and he said and they said, "You know, well, you took your kid out of
1: school. He said, this is real science. This is hands-on
0: He's science." Right. It was Absolutely. it was a big deal.
1: I've always lived by the philosophy, never let school get in the way of your education. Teachers out there, you want to talk? We get off the sports topic here early and often on the two guys in a mic show. 888-463-6748. Never let school get in the way of your education. That's what that father just did. 888-463-6748. We have any educators out there who would uh, care to partake in a little discussion. I'd be happy with that. Or, God forbid, you actually agree with me uh, and you want to call and we could take those phone calls too. I remember when I went into teaching, Danny, one of the fr- – I'll never forget this book. The title always stuck with me and the lesson behind it. Uh, at University of Illinois, my first year there, a teacher gave us a book, and it was called The Geranium on the Windowsill Just Died. But, teacher, you went right on. A little bit of a confusing title, but yeah, it was I, a simply, I get it. Like he, simply wrote book.
2: The teacher ignored that and, and, and felt other things were more important.
1: That You have your lesson plan. You're not going to go to your lesson plan and go. No. Get outside the lesson plan. A lot of times the most educational things kids can get, and adults, is when you look outside that box. And I thought that was such a great, the geranium on the windowsill just died. But teacher, you went right on. That little book has always stuck with me. I
2: learned more on the bus. Going to and from school with language. I, I picked up more language. Oh, i bet you did. A little more language skills on the bus to and from than I did throughout the entire day. And mm-hmm. you know, and, and you classify that under facts of life or or birds and bees. Yeah. Uh, so right. Often outside How much of, th- of
1: it that you learned as you look back at it now was uh, incorrect versus No, most of it was, was correct, although really?
2: you don't you don't really you don't really get a true understanding until you apply it in practice. You know, which <laughs> which, which which didn't come until until you know in not on the bus i hope recent weeks in okay. fact you know <laughs> uh, but yeah sometimes it's you know i i agree teachers don't go outside of the but the reason that they don't is because of mm-hmm. administration and curriculum i mean they're they're, guide, they're, they're guided by a pretty strict you know curriculum. They can't. Well, they can't freestyle. You know, a high school teacher at at at, at Nutria or Glenbrook South can't get up and say, you know what? Today we're gonna take class outside and we're we're gonna you know we're gonna sit around and we're gonna talk about not not Shakespeare. We're gonna talk about you know um, yeah, what happened yesterday or the latest you know book on the bestseller list on the New York yep. Times. So you. you Uh,
1: They can can freelance a little bit, not as much as you're talking about, but some of the more progressive schools do allow their teachers. Or the
2: independent schools, like a charter school or magnet school, where you don't have to have all the certifications to teach, Mm -hmm. and they kind of go outside. And and as a result, they probably get some great teachers that otherwise wouldn't be given an opportunity Mm -hmm. in public schools.
1: Absolutely. The problem now is with uh, it's gotten even worse in that regard because with the no child left behind and the uh, evaluation of teachers... They're putting more testing into it. And schools are getting much of their funding based on test scores. We want to have some accountability for the teachers. We want to see how the schools are doing. That's good in theory. The problem is, and I can speak from an experience, my kids are going through it as we speak. They spend way too much time testing. You get these national tests to come in and like three or four times a year, four, you know, three or four days out of that week, a good part of their the, the week schedule. They don't get homework. It's all about testing.
2: Right. It, the, the difference. And
1: and, and and the teachers are graded on their tests. The schools are graded on their. So the teachers are now teaching to the test.
2: The standardized test. The yeah. scant The scan, right I don't know if you. So seen that it.
1: so that does not allow them to. It almost penalizes a teacher to go off lesson plan and expound on some things I, that could be valuable experiences for the kids. I, you got to teach to the topic.
2: I hope there was no standardized testing given yesterday on 420. It <laughs> sounds like it sounds like the scores would have taken a serious yeah. dip.
1: Maybe unstandardized testing,
2: like summer school. If you have ever seen the movie Summer School, at the end where way back when, w- yes. where, where he's the, he's on a time limit for the standardized testing, C C C C C C, because they go only five seconds, and he just, he's probably got twenty. You know, there's there's nothing, there's no worse feeling than when you're taking yes. ACT, SAT, LSAT, you know, GRE, anything, GMAT. When when <laughs> when they when some you look up and you look at the clock, or or the proctor goes, you have five minutes. You, five, you five, and you look at your test and you go, I've got 37 questions left and I've got four minutes to do it and you just start going B B and you start making the, well make the little design you know make a little design <laughs> make a little smiley face.
1: That's the equivalent of the hail mary with eight seconds left, right? You're trying to go 80 yards down the field, right? Track.
2: Score 20 points yeah. with with 20 seconds left.
1: Yeah. Oh goodness. Eight 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 four six three six seven. 4-8, the phone number here, talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic show. Sports and more. We jump off the sports page early and often. and Danny, if a sports psychologist were analyzing us the last 15 minutes, they would probably say these guys are rambling on off-sport topics so they don't have to get to their final topic, which is Chicago baseball.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I, I – it's, it's too early to want to avoid it completely. It's it just – it's frankly, it's too early for me to get as excited – as, as I would about the Bulls and the Blackhawks, not that I'm that excited about the Bulls because the baseball season is such a grind. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're still in April and.
1: Yeah, but both teams clearly, after miserable years, the last couple of years, both teams did emphasize this year getting off to quick starts. Yeah. And that,
2: that hasn't happened for either team. And it, and it's been, I feel like the same underlying problem for both teams. And that's the offense. Yep. The Cubs have one earned run scored. In 25 innings, the Sox offense is, other than Canerco and and the surprise in Andrew Jones, yes. you don't see many guys really, you know, moving the needle and and getting, you know, and, and having breakout seasons or even being being steadily productive, and, you know. So it, it seems like it's a problem. That's why I feel like the Sox are better off because when the offense isn't going, they can rely more on starting pitching than the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sox. I mean, Danks is turning into a real stud. Burley does what he does. You know, I mean Garcia at the fifth at the fifth star, Peavy's not gonna already start to pitch better. He had one or two earned runs in like eight innings against Cleveland the last uh you know, the last game. So I feel like the Sox are better positioned because they have stronger starting pitching to weather these offensive ruts, That's these spells of offensive mm-hmm. uh you know, dryness, so to speak.
1: Sox win uh, yesterday against a good, very good and very hot Tampa Bay devil Ray team. Nice win for the White Sox Johnny Danks gets it done 8 strong innings 4 to 1 uh Chicago Cubs lose 4 to nothing their hitting woes continue four losses in a row Mike Pelfrey Mike Pelfrey of the New York Mets not sure who and or what is Mike Pelfrey didn't see the ball game Danny but uh, three hits in nine innings and we did pay a lot of money for and I, I have confidence in this guy but so far hitting coach Rudy Jaramillo. The new boy wonder for uh, the Chicago Cubs via the Texas Rangers so far, not so good.
2: Yeah, but do, do, you, do you really do you put that much stock in, in a hitting coach in general?
1: Um, no, you're right.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of people think that, was, you know, I mean, yeah, you can work with them, but should they be given too much credit or, you know, like gian mm-hmm. says about managers in general, don't give me too much, you know, I don't deserve too much credit and yeah. I don't deserve too much blame.
1: Yeah. He's right.
2: Um, You know, the players... And he he
1: backed up Greg Walker as hitting coach about a week ago when everybody was firing on the White Sox batters, and I do think he's right on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think in all the coaching positions in baseball, it's it's the one that is certainly less influential influential than, say, a pitching coach.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: A pitching coach is breaking down... Well, I guess hitting coaches do it, too. They break down your swing, but... Mm -hmm.
1: Toronto, uh, other major league games yesterday of news and notes and interest. Toronto beat KC four to three. I mentioned that game because Vernon Wells hit his seventh homer of the young season. Right now tops in the league in home runs. Vernon Wells off to a
2: Canerico not far behind. Yep. I think with five at least or, or maybe six
1: Minnesota. The twins, they keep on rolling. Beat Cleveland five to one. Kevin Slowey, their latest star. Eight strong innings. The twins, a different look. Minnesota twin team, Danny, but, uh, so far, so good for Minnesota.
2: Yeah, I mean, they they, they did a number on the Sox, uh, you know, even though it's early. Their they're team, you, you know, it doesn't matter what ballpark they play in. People thought maybe they would suffer from a new ballpark not playing in not the yet. Metrodome. No, not at all, and I think they'll be there, you know, for most of the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Boston Red Sox break out of their losing streak. Five-game uh, losing streak is over. They beat Texas 7-6 to in oddity in this game. Texas. Texas stole nine bases in the game to set a team record, I believe, Nine stolen bases in one game, and you still lose. That's not good.
2: Yeah, you've had a couple strange things. You had the Brewers score ten runs in the first inning of a game. Yep. A couple games, you've already had a no hitter, first ever by Colorado, and twenty then, inning game. Ironically, a twenty inning game. I love those, when Larusa was involved. And I read an article. The who? La Russa. Oh. Larusa. I mean, he was, it was the Cardinals, and I read an article by Joe Posnanski, the great writer for SI.com, who we've had on the. On on the old show, just talk about how he overmanaged the you know what out of that game. He was moving guys around. He's making quintuple switches. He was position play just for one game because that's his way. He's such an over manager. And you you know followed up uh, the, what followed the Rockies' first ever no hitter in team history was a sad story about their team president yes. being found dead Last yesterday. Um, yesterday. I didn't read much more about it other than he was found mm-hmm. dead. I don't know. Uh, What more has come out?
1: Yeah, he did not answer the phone. They uh, went to his hotel room and they found him. Again, no autopsy here yet, but tragic story certainly coming out of Colorado.
2: And speaking of stories that I I don't know why it, it got some play and I'm we our, our women's golf listenership is probably a little low because we're off season but Lorena Ochoa calling yes. calling it a day yes. my only thought was that's the last thing women's golf needs is their star yeah. the player of the year from 06 to 09 mm-hmm. to retire that 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 just that can't be good
1: great golfer very classy classy young lady only 28 years old and, is she um, Mexican yeah Mexican yeah yeah. All right. Well, there may be more to that, story. Maybe it's connected with the Colorado team president passing away. Right. Uh, Who knows? All right. Danny Sturfield, thank you so much for coming in, my friend. I appreciate it.
2: All right. You got any strawberry milk left? Nope. Uh, All gone? One one bottle usually gets me through one hour.
1: we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening today. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job today. We'll do it again at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Stick around for the next fine program on the Talk Zone. Come